welcome to another edition of Noah's Archive, the podcast dedicated entirely to pro wrestling Noah. As usual, I'm your host, Hisame, and you can find me on Twitter at HI5AME. To give a small outline of what I do for first time or newer listeners, this is a podcast which is edited by my boyfriend. I also do translations of news articles and interviews. I know a wrestler tweets and try to keep you updated about what is currently happening in pro wrestling now. I would like to start with what is probably the biggest news story coming out of Noah at the moment. Namely, Kenta is coming home, but it's only for one night. Ever since Nami Chimarafuji announced a few months ago that he was going to have a 20th anniversary debut, it's been pretty much hoped for and guessed at that his opponent will be Kenta. It took um, long months of negotiations with WWE to bring it about, and as a result, Kenta will face Marafuji for probably the last time they will ever face at flight. To newer listeners who don't remember Kenta in Noah, I would urge you to check him out. But I would also like to explain that uh, Kenta Marafuji's um, first match actually goes far beyond um, anything televised, anything on any big stadium event, as it was in that era of Noah. Uh, the first match was actually um, Kenta's All Japan tryout, and the second was uh, his debut. And they have had a long history of matches ever since then. The 60-minute match uh, they did was the first and only time so far that Noah have ever done that. Now, there are a lot of rumours swirling around which I would like to address. The facts are these. Kenta is coming home for Tanoa for one night and one night only. No other member of the WWE roster is or are coming um, with him or coming with him at any point. So there's going to be no 205 Live, there's going to be no NXT. So, well, sadly, um, the deal is that only for one night and that's all that Kent will be allowed to be appeared by Noah. He has to be their product so there will be no familiar theme music, no familiar name and Kenta has been allowed to this under special circumstances. That is it. So as I've said there'll be no NXT Noah which I've been seen created as a hashtag by the hopeful on Twitter and your dream matches will most likely stay as just that. No, WWE will not be buying Noah, Vince is not Noah's saviour, and neither will they be booking for them. And as for shows coming up on WWE Network, sorry, that's not going to be happening either. So the event will take place on September 1st, and not the phantom dates of the 28th and the 29th of August, neither of which Noah has of yet announced for any shows, and even if they do, Kenta will not be appearing on them. I think I should point out to people that while this is going to be a hell of a match, as generally Kenta and Marafuji didn't have bad matches, please don't expect this to be anything like it was when they were in their 20s and early 30s. That's not to say that it won't blow the roof off Seymour Hall, because it probably will. Just don't expect for it to be as it once was. So when Kenta made his announcement, the frenzied Korokuan fell into such loud cheers that Marafuji couldn't hear the screen. Kenta basically said it had been a while, called himself by both names and said he was looking forward to the match. Marafuji later said that there could be no one but Kenta for the 20 years debut. As far as the Noah fans are concerned, uh, WWE can call him what they want and Noah can announce him as what WWE want to want to honour the terms of their arrangement. But the fans will call him Kenta, um, for that is his name when he is under Noah's roof. 
As for the rest of the card for flight, the participants of Mount Sainoa have been chosen as they have some form of relationship with Marufuji. Uh, Kotaro Suzuki will be back in Noah for one night after walking out with Kabashi, but Yoshinobu Kanemaru is interestingly not in, on the card, and he too is just as Noah born as was everyone else. Yonokiyama will be appearing along with Atsushi Aoki, the octogenarian Mitsuo Momota, and also Takao Amori, who left Noah under a cloud in the early years, and Cross Misawa, who never allowed him back. Um, old friends from DDT will also be competing. So I had the pleasure of going to see Frontline's debut show to see Kino face Chris Ridgeway and this was easily a match that you could have seen um, in Noah. What Kano gave out, Ridgeway returned with no hesitation, the crowd recoiling at the gunshot kicks that Kido doled out. At the end of the match, Kano did the diving foot stamp, and I was a little disappointed that he didn't do his moonsault foot stamp, but this in no way took away anything from anything I saw that night. It has been said uh, following the match that Chris Ridgeway should spend some time out in Japan, because he'd do well there, and I really hope he does, and obviously I hope he comes to Noah. Uh, there were some negative comments about Frontline, the first being that people who didn't go to the show immediately assumed that it was bad because it was Will Ospreay who was um, running it. Sorry to disappoint, uh, the whole event was very well run, entertaining even for someone like me who knows little of British wrestling and admittedly has very little interest in it. The other sour taste uh, that was left in um, people's mouths was that someone or some people pay the Japanese wrestlers with £5 notes that are no longer a legal tender. No. I'm not kidding. Somebody actually did that. Somebody deliberately targeted uh, Kino and Tanazaki, the Japanese wrestlers, and not the British ones who would have seen what they were up to and told him or them or her, whoever it was, to push off. Uh, so some slob had been carrying around £5 notes for months and chose this moment to get rid of it. You know, just, just think about that for a moment. Someone was so utterly lazy they couldn't be bothered to, to make time to go to the bank and change it. I mean, I don't doubt they've got anything else going on in their lives that they would be so busy. If you did that and you follow me, then you can unfollow me. You didn't get anything discounted. You weren't being smart or funny. You took advantage and you basically stole from pre-promotions. And one of those is Noah, which of course earns my ire towards you. What you are is an asshole. And I can only hope that when you go abroad, somebody does the same thing to you. And also, while I'm on a rant, I just want to point out a little bit of etiquette to uh, foreign fans. You throw streamers when the wrestler is announced as a way of welcoming people to the ring. Not before and not after. You don't throw them at the end of the match, no matter who's, who has won. So, after that vitriol, what is happening in Noah at the moment? Noah will be returning to the UK in September when Naomichi Marafuji, Kaito Kiyomiya and all four members of Retails will be appearing for IPW on Sunday 23rd September at the Casino Rooms in Rochester. Marafuji has been to the UK before but for Kiyomiya and Retails this will be their first time. Um, although naturally Hayata has nothing to say as he doesn't use um, social media, the others are quite excited about it. Um, I'm unsure if there are any further names to be announced, but to be honest, who has been announced for me, is, this is exciting enough. They will be competing in Global Wars. I'm afraid at the present time I don't know anything about the card.
Speaking of Freytales, they held their own box office on the 30th of June 2018 at Shinkiba First Ring. The arena was said to be, unsurprisingly, mainly full of young women. And the crowd attendance at 315, which went supernova vacancy. Retails put themselves to lose uh, all their matches, with the exception of Hayata, who pinned Yohei in a tag match. Someone in the crowd joked on Twitter that when he was getting beaten up um, by Hayata, Yohei, who calls Hayata the wife, um, was saying, Sorry, 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 I didn't team with you, honey, sorry. High 69 was noticed to make his partner Susumu do the double X sign with him. As someone in the audience commented, he really does need to stop doing this. He's still in some ways not over Ishimori, who he was very dependent on, and he's not going to progress if he keeps doing this. Tadesuke has dyed his hair blonde, which really doesn't suit him and makes him look about 50, and Yonta Miyawaki took on Kaito Kiyomiya in the first ever singles match. Kiyomiya is a little older than Miyawaki, who um, remains the baby on the roster. Uh, but Miyawaki ever s- said that ever since he was 18, he's been indebted to Kiyomiya, and he wants to do another singles match again. Uh, Miyawaki is still to get his first win, and Kiyomiya these days seems a lot happier since Noah have given him a quieter role, with a somewhat um, unhinged uh, Asushi Katoge who keeps offering him the revolutionary cloak. For those who are new to Noah, Katoge says he is going to bring about a revolution, and so far, the only person who has worn a cloak is Hachime Ohara, but that was a one-off thing, and Ohara thought it was a bit of fun to do when they teamed up and they both ran around the arena looking like a pair of giant bats. Kino's take on it was to call everybody in the Super uh, New Generation Army, which I will get to later, uh, dumbass or half-assed wrestlers, and then tell Katoge that he defied classification. Uh, Kotoke immediately started trying not to laugh, which made Shiozaki and Kino look at him. So, getting back to the Raytel's produce, Daisuke Harada took on Takashi Sugiura. Sugiura had joked in an interview that he was going to roll into flight with two championships, namely the GHC Heavyweight and the GHC Junior, by challenging Daisuke Harada for it that night. He asked the nearby referee what he thought and was told no, he couldn't. Sugiura is not a junior or a lightweight wrestler, and anyway, you'd never get the belt off him if you won it, as there is no one in the junior division who could take him on. The heavyweights are having enough problem taking the GHC, GHC, GFC, GHC heavyweight off of him. So Daisuke Hirata versus Takashi Sugiura came down to champion versus champion, although no belt was on the line. Uh, it's the man who is the face of Noah versus the man who is the face of the junior division. This match was said to be brutal. Daisuke Hirada, giving away both size and weight to Takashi Sugiura, managed to Olympic slam him and pull off the Katayama German suplex. This wasn't enough though, as Sugiura gave him vicious elbows and then got the pin with a slam himself. And afterwards, Retails came into the ring. Daisuke Hirada couldn't talk, so Yohei got on the microphone. Uh, nothing has been confirmed as yet, as it is still very early days. But uh, Yohei asked the crowd if they wanted to see them do it again, and got a loud cheer and a Raytales chant. So it does seem certain that uh, sometime in the future, Raytales will be producing another box office. Kino failed in his bid to become GHC Heavyweight Champion, and this all goes back to the Misawa Memorial um, show, which kicked off the June tour navigation with Enrolled Spirits. 
June is a very sad time in Noah due to Mitsuharu Misawa's death in 2009. Each year at the beginning of the June tour, which is always dedicated to him, um, with the first night set aside in memorial, the same traditions are enacted. The portrait of Misawa is assembled above the ring where he stares down on it. No one at all is allowed up in the gallery for the duration of the show. A memorial service takes place beforehand where Spartan X plays. Misawa is welcome to the ring as the GHC heavyweight champion. The streamers are thrown and the crowd applauds and chants Misawa, Misawa with his music. On this night in June, Noah split into two factions, the veterans versus the super new generation army. The veterans, of course, being Takashi Sugiyura, Namichi Marafuji, Akitoshi Saito, Mohamed Yone, Quiet Storm, and Masato Tanaka. Quiet Storm has just as many years in wrestling as Marafuji, so he belongs to the vets. Also, it would make no sense to split 50 funky powers up. There was some confusion putting Go Shiozaki with the Super New Generation Army, who are Kino Atsushi Kotoge, Masaki Tamiya, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Kaito Kiyomiya, as naturally he is from the Misawa era, and Kino has often talked about how his times are over. Shiozaki in all of this is in a kind of grey area. He should be by rights, at least to my mind, with the veterans. Um, but the reasons uh, mentioned above, um, but by his own admission, um, Marafuji and Sugiura, two people he says that he, he adored, were already veterans when he debuted. I think probably behind the scenes, uh, the reason is that although they don't seem to be teaming together that much anymore, Akaito Kiyomiya still does need an element of Shiozaki's support and his input, and as he would only end up being absolutely slaughtered by him in any kind of feud they had, which is not something the crowd want to see just yet. It makes sense for him to continue to be with um, Shiozaki um, for now. So, on that night, uh, Kino had annihilated Kaito Kiyomiya for the number one contendership, and after the main event, which was a memorial match between Takashi Sugiyura and Namichi Marufuji versus Katsuhiko Nakajima and Go Shiozaki, who have never teamed before, by the way, and after Shiozaki got the pin on Sugiyura, Masato Tanaka came out and said that he would stand with the seniors, especially Takashi Sugiyura, who was his tag team partner and his friend. It wasn't captured on film, uh, but rather um, a fan in the arena took a very touching picture of Kiyomiya, um, who was struggling after his match with Kino and was in a lot of pain. Uh, looked like he was going to faint, and Kino, of all people, actually put his hand out to, to steady him. So after the vets had left the ring, it was uh, it left the super new generation army along with Misawa, and they all turned to face him. The atmosphere was not one of defiance, it was rather that they looked as if they were asking his permission to um, bring in a new era. Uh, Marufuji and Kenta, interestingly, did want to speak of a new era themselves. Uh, Marufuji, after one of their matches, and got to the microphone and said um, from now on that they would lead Noah. But realistically speaking, anything like this, such as, you know, the veterans like Misawa, Kobashi, Akiyama and Tawe, and I guess even Takiyama, uh, being threatened by the younger wrestlers would not have ever happened during that era. Had it done, then the younger wrestlers would have been firmly slapped down and instantly regretted their rebellion. Cloaks would also have been frowned upon, such as bad language, which was seldom if never allowed. 
So Kinoa faced Sugiura on the 26th of June and I have said, as I have said, was unsuccessful in his attempt. Uh, the match was pretty brutal and Kinoa pulled out his new move, which as I mentioned above, was the moonsault foot stomps. There was a lot of upset that Kino didn't win, um, but it really wouldn't make much sense of him to win it back after just three months. And it would have done no good um, for Sugiura either, for the same reason. All it would have done um, would have been to set the clock back for both of them. Kino is on a journey, and if he wants it back, he needs to fight and claw for it time and time again until the big payoff. Three months is just too short a time um, to accomplish this, especially against Takashi Sugiura, who holds the record for the most defensive matches made for the title. As for Sugiura, his next match is Go Shiozaki. The title match has been set for Saturday, August 18th. Um, this will be after Global Junior Tag League wraps up, as I think Noah want departure to be pretty much about the juniors. So regarding this challenge, um, Shiozaki is actually billed as being taller and heavier than Sugiura, um, and compared to both of his previous challengers, uh, Kino and Katoge, uh, makes Shiozaki the challenger with the most advantage thus far. In Katoge's case, the challenge was to put him over as a credible heavyweight competitor, even if he's a crazy person in a cape who films himself running along corridors or travelling in escalators. And as for Kino, it is to build him up, um, to, to what we will know is coming, which will be the second run of the championship. Takashi Sugiura has a very melancholic way of talking about the younger wrestlers, although when he's annoyed he does call them the brats. Uh, Kino and Kiyomiya he called the children and said that they were all grown up now, and Kino in particular didn't want to listen to the old man anymore. In the case of Shiozaki, he doesn't feel that there is a generational gap. Uh, Shiozaki, after all, only debuted only four years after he did, uh, but he does feel that there is an age one. He also feels that Shiozaki is more docile than Nakajima and Kino, and not as loud, but in any case he says the old man is not beaten yet. In the heavyweight tag division, Akitoshi Saito and Namichi Marafuji have challenged the aggression for the GHC heavyweight titles following a small feud between Nikitamiya and Saito. The match has not been given a date yet, but I would imagine that it will probably be on the 18th again. After the accident with Misawa, understandably, Saito went into his shell, and for even a period he, he left Noah. Uh, pretty much since his return, he stayed quiet and he's worked the opening matches. I think Noah were discontent to, to let him do this. He didn't get involved in any storylines and he chased no titles. Indication that he was feeling more confident to take a few tentative steps came during Global Tag League uh, when he teamed with Masao anyway. Their team was hopeless, let's face it, and it got something like one point and one, one match. But it was good for Saito because the audience could see him start to bloom again as he did comedy matches, which usually involved him, um, you know, screwing anyway over something or scuppering his chances and then denying it to him. I am happy to say that... Um, I'm so happy to see Saito, um, you know, content again. And his path out of everyone has been the hardest of all. So that is the heavyweights and what's going on with the Noah Juniors. The Global Tag League is about to begin and it will start on the 7th of July 2018 at One Night Cruise in Tsukioka and wrap up at departure on August 5th when the two winning teams will face each other for the right to challenge the GHC Junior Tag Team Champions.
The junior division doesn't have the same dynamic as the heavyweights. Um, they're not fighting to usher in any era, um, which what everyone seems to want to do is to win the dominance of Raytel's. Yoe and Hayata aren't actually the champions at the moment. Uh, High69 and Benoru Tanakara. And they have formed a four-man team uh, to take them on with Seiya Morohashi and Yoshinari Ogawa, who Yoe has called the weird army of old men. Ogawa hates Raytels anyway, and he seems to enjoy torturing them. And as High69 said, uh, Yohei was next after they'd got Hayata's knee and Tadasuke's arm. And I have a feeling that when Global Junior Tag League is all wrapped up, he will probably challenge Harada for the, the GHC Junior title. Hitoshi Kamano uh, was Harada's most recent challenger. Initially, Harada dismissed the challenge uh, by telling him that Hashime Ohara to challenge him was one thing, but Kamano was not in that league. Kamano pointed out that he had beaten every single one of Raytel's and he could beat Harada. Harada said fine and let him face him in an untitled singles match, which Kamano beat him in, although Harada had warned him that he was way over his head. Harada can be ruthless in matches, and especially so when it comes to defending his title, and this was no exception. Uh, Kamano lay groaning on the mat afterwards, and the Saudi and you know it was the sound he made that when he was lying on the floor was, was horrendous. And after the match, Hajime O'Hara, who had kept an eye on Kamano throughout the whole challenge from start to finish, stood over Harada as he was not pleased with him. O'Hara is not somebody who needs to scream and shout, um, but his body language, hands on hips and staring down at him, said it all. Harada could tell he wasn't pleased and told him to go away. Hitoshi Kamano is not ready to have a title just yet, and if he does, it will be um, the junior tag with O'Hara, who you can see a lot of influences um, in the wrestling of both Kamano and Miyawaki. Um, Miyawaki, who of course he appears to have taken under his wing, but Kamano is, Kamano is coming along well. Samu, the seven teams for Global uh, Tag League are Hai69 and Minoru Tanaka, Daisuke Hirata and Tadasuke, Hayata and Yohei, the Backbreakers, who are of course Hashime Ohara and Hitoshi Kamano, Seiya Morohashi and Leona, Hidaka and Sugawara, they're from Zero One, Ricky Marvin and El Hio del Pantera. And there may well be an eighth team included to, to even things out. As I have said, uh, Leona will be teaming with Seiya Morohashi. Uh, Leona, I have to say, I was slightly disappointed with when I watched Kurukuan on the 26th of June. Leona previously had a gimmick whereby he toughened up, used heel tactics and threw Miyawaki out the ring and stalked us to the tell Noah not to send him such children to fight. Unfortunately, we didn't see any of this this time and while his in-ring technique has definitely improved, his persona seems to have taken two steps back. So before I wrap up the podcast, uh, the Chinese athletes, uh, Chang Feng, Lin Dongxuan and San Yilin made their official debut for Noah on the 26th of June at Kurukun Hall. The Kaji Sugiura said that the traditional art added beauty to the box office. To mark their debut, a dancer from the Beijing Opera came and did the dance of the Monkey King, a.k.a. Sun Wukong in Chinese and Song Goku in Japanese. From the Chinese tale, Journey to the West, uh, 
Western viewers are probably more familiar with him from the TV series Monkey Magic. I love Journey to the West and Monkey Magic, plus the various Chinese and Japanese adaptations, so this was perfect for me for their introduction. The match itself wasn't rated too badly. It was said that the Chinese athletes were still a little experienced, so in true trainee fashion, they worked as seconds for the rest of the night and also popped up at the Retail box office doing the same. Noah honoured the memory of uh, Big Van Veda, who died on June 18th. Veda had been one half of the very first GHC heavyweight tag team champions with two hold Scorpio soon after Noah's founding in 2000. Despite his size, uh, those in Noah who knew him remember him as a man with a very kind heart. Uh, Marifuji, who heard the memorial picture during the Ten Bell Salute, said that he set the standards for, for all Gaijin. He also told another story about how as a young man and only in his early 20s he suffered a knee injury that required immediate hospitalisation during a match and he was very scared that his career was, was over. So after the match, as he was waiting for the ambulance, Vader gave him a hug and told him that everything was going to be alright and he didn't actually let go of him until the paramedics arrived. So, aside from the yet unnamed faction of Mitsuo Nagai, Cody Hall, Maybach Taniguchi and Kasuma Sakimoto, that is really all of the noteworthy Noah news um, for this episode. So, I have been your host Hisame, and as ever, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time. This presentation has been brought to you by Noah Archive, the pro wrestling Noah podcast. It's